We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's going on? Welcome in. It is Saturday night, January 20th, year of 2024. And how's an AFC championship game sound to you, partner, inside the bank in Baltimore for the first time in franchise history? That's reality right now. Baltimore takes care of Houston by a final score of 34 to 10 in a divisional round matchup where it was a tale of two halves. We're certainly going to get into it. The Ravens have now defeated a team with a winning record by 14-plus points, partner, for the eighth time this year. They were dominating in the second half, and it was. Like I said, it was a tale of two halves. Tonight's live stream is brought to you by our friends at Pristine Auction. More on them in just a bit. I'm Bobby Trossett, as always, joined by Sarah Ellison. We should note, for those of you who've been following along on Twitter, RG3 was just backstage with us a couple minutes ago from the tarmac. He's already wheels up. Not sure if he was in Baltimore tonight, but... Uh, with the ESPN crew, but clearly he's always doing something. And he's either going to come on with us tonight over the next hour or so, or maybe tomorrow is what he said. So very spontaneous is what we're going with, but glad you guys are here. Like the video and subscribe to both of our channels if you haven't already done so. And your opening thoughts are what? Bobby, Bobby, (laughs) Ravens flock. What have we been saying? What have we been saying? This is not your 2019 Ravens. Shut that narrative down. Shut it down. This is a new year. This is a new team. I don't want to hear that anymore. I literally do not want to hear that year again. (laughs) Not again. And I'll tell you what else I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear that Lamar Jackson doesn't come to play in the playoffs. That man came out of halftime with his hair on fire. In fact, I was watching him go into halftime, going down those steps of locker room. He was summoning his guys. Y'all better get in here because I got stuff to say. He said, hey, I can't even tell you what I said because it would be inappropriate to let you know. But his action said it all. Three consecutive touchdown drives when he comes out. He's yelling at Ronnie Stanley. By the way, Ronnie Stanley responded. You saw he started blocking downfield after he got yelled at. I mean, then the defense, are you kidding me? This Texans offense, uh, whatever, if they put up 45 points, two were pick sixes, take out 14, down to 31. This uh, Browns were supposed to be up there with the Ravens on defense. I don't even want to hear that the Browns are even close to the Ravens' defense level. It was just shut down, didn't let them breathe. 
Roquan Smith is the new Ray Lewis and the energy that the Ravens defense needs. They just came in and put a statement out in the divisional round on both phases of the game. We'll talk about the punt return. Special teams needs work. But woo, woo, that was quite a second half. Sarah, the Texans had a 72% blitz rate in the first half. The Ravens had 23 net passing yards in the first half. That was by far their fewest in any half this season. So the strategy was obvious. D'Amico Ryans and, and that defense for Houston gave, gave the Ravens fits in that first half. And you're thinking to yourself, what kind of adjustments are going to be made at halftime between Todd Munkin, Lamar Jackson, and this offense? And what they did Boy, they came right out. They came right out of the gates. We're going to get the football out of Lamar's hands quickly, right? We're going to make sure that Houston knows that we have an answer for this, and we're going to drive right down the field. And that's exactly what they did. Two drives right in that third quarter, and it was clear that it was a different second half. Here's what Lamar said he did at, the, at, at halftime. Who did most of the talking at halftime? Hmm? Who did most of the talking at halftime? I did. You did. A lot of cursing at um, halftime. That's why I said it was inappropriate, Ron. <laughs> Apparently, and here's John Harbaugh's perspective on the half. Yeah, the locker room was good. I think everybody's just kind of a little, little edgy. You know, we all we all a little edgy. I mean, I talked to him last night. Like, how, how I don't even know how we feel. None of us know how we feel. We feel we're excited for the opportunity, but we're we're edgy and we're mad. You know, we got a lot to prove. And I felt that was kind of the feeling in the locker room at the game. And everybody just kind of just took a deep breath and said, "All right, you know, it's it's zero to zero." Gave up a big punt return, and um, it's our game to go win. We got to go take it. John, I know that. Sarah, too often in the past, too often in the past, this team would not make adjustments under Greg Roman, Mm. at least ones that were effective at the half. Tonight, that was probably the difference in, in tonight's game, was what they had to do. Not what they did, what they had to do, because it wasn't working in the first half. That's exactly how Lamar said it. They said, you know, what, what, um, what did you, what were you feeling? What were you, he's like, we had no choice but to come out and come out swinging. And so, and you know, I saw people start to tweet and I wasn't, I wasn't buying it that the people were starting to tweet in that first half that it was rust. I don't think it was the first drive. The first, so well, for, first of all, the first defensive drive obviously was a three and out. The defense had no rust whatsoever. On the offense, the first drive, they went 55 yards. It ended in a field goal, but they went 55 yards. Then on the third drive, they went the length of the field, about 80 yards, and scored a touchdown. The offense went cold in the, in the, in the second quarter. It went cold in the second quarter. To me, it wasn't rust. It, it was more about getting a feel for it. And to your point, it was the adjustments. When they came back out in the second half, not only was Lamar ticked off, but then here's, here's the adjustments that were made. When the blitz was coming, the Ravens were still trying to go downfield too much, they, yes. which, which requires Lamar to hold the ball and let for these deep routes to develop downfield. Well, there was no time for that because D'Amico Ryans had his guys coming. And so second half, both it was both Lamar and, and Todd Munkin on the same page that they wanted to do more quick hitting passes to yes. to counterbalance their blitz and then and then Lamar was on the money boom 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 he was making his reads he was he was just knowing where to go every single time with the ball and then once they did that then the run game started opening up and they were running the Texans over the Texans 
looked tired. Mm. And I mean like early in the fourth quarter. Some of these plays by Todd Munkin, the first one on that fourth fourth and one where he faked the handoff, he brings in the heavy unit, right? Ricard yeah. comes in, Gus oh, yeah. comes in, all these guys coming in. Looks like they're going to try to pound it. It's more like a half a yard that they had to go. Fake the toss, Lamar goes out. Why? He did the same play, same play on the touchdown uh, the touchdown run by Lamar. There was a draw play that was called at the exact right time. That draw play was on the money. The Isaiah Likely touchdown where, the, where Todd Munkin has Lamar pretending that he's going to run and then stops, floats it. Isaiah mosses the, the defense. I mean, Todd Munkin was in his bag in the second half. The adjustments were on fire. It starts and ends with this guy. And like you said, the monkey is off his back, right? There was no, he left no room for doubt. You and I were both believers that this whole narrative that was attached to him for right and for wrong was not going to be a thing at some point. And he came out tonight and showed you exactly what he's about. And look at the career and playoff numbers. The first four games, ESPN had it here. Completion percentage, four combined games, 56% coming into tonight. Passing yards, 225. Touchdown versus interceptions, three and five respectively. Rushing yards, 91.8. And rushing touchdowns, one. Well, in one night, he pretty much took a step forward in every single one of these categories and just willed this team to victory in the second half. But he was not alone. As you mentioned, he was not alone whatsoever. Another tremendous defensive performance. You mentioned Isaiah Likely, who just continues to, to be productive in Mark Andrews' absence. Mm. Here's Lamar on that play, right? That Moss play. Throw it up there and go get it. Wouldn't want to play hoops with Isaiah. I mean, you know, the receivers call for the ball. Tight ends call for the ball when they feel like they got um, someone beat. So that's all he was doing. But um, I, get, I felt like he was getting crabbed a little from 24. But I just had to place the ball, throw it back shoulder because he was undercutting and he just made it. He went up, made a great catch. The rest is history. Lamar, I know he's. So likely six touchdowns in seven games since Mark Andrews has been sidelined. Tonight, he finishes with two for 34, including that touchdown. But again, he was, gosh, you weren't even sure if he was playing in the first half. And he was a part of, of that resurgent second half as well. So it was not just Lamar. This was a team win. There's no doubt about it. Uh, but to see Isaiah be this guy, and now with Mark potentially coming back based on reports for me and Rappaport for an AFC championship game, it is, again, uh, pick your poison epitomized. Bruh, Isaiah likely, I think it was the first drive coming out of the half where Lamar hit him down on the sideline. Yeah. And then he delivered a nasty stiff arm, a nasty stiff arm. It was at that point that I was like, feed that man. And I'm so glad that they kept going back to him or Lamar kept going back to him. It's, it's Bobby. It's he's, he's the next security blanket. He's the next when, when you know, you can just float it up to him like that. And I love Lamar's explanation. I mean, these throws are not willy nilly. They know this isn't like, oh, I needed to throw it to Isaiah. It's like I needed to hit him on this back shoulder because I knew where this guy was. Like the processing real time is off the chart. But Isaiah likely, that is a, that is, this is a star. We're watching a star unfold. That's what we're watching with him. And yeah, you could just feel it. You could feel it with that stiff arm. And it was like, oh, okay. Okay. He's, he's just as fired up as Lamar is. No doubt.
Lamar, some history for this guy. Let me pull it up here. He became, let's see, the first player in NFL history, regular season or postseason included, to have the following in one game. Two passing touchdowns, two rushing touchdowns, 100 rushing yards, and a passer rating of at least 100. So the guy was magnificent. And his post-game interview with Lisa Salters, a very similar approach, a very similar <laughs> mentality. He was asked, what are you most excited or most looking forward to when it comes to playing in the AFC Championship game for the first time in Ravens history in Baltimore? You know, not excluding the Colts, obviously, in the 1970s right. season. And he said, oh, just, just playing in it. Just, just playing in it. <laughs> like, yeah. There has been you, – you do not expect this guy to waver. At this point, do not expect him to waver whatsoever – uh, from what he's become. And, and and what he's become is somebody who is so singularly focused that it's not only contagious, but this entire city feels it. And it's almost as if the entire city – was there a little bit of panic at the halftime, at halftime from what I could tell through Twitter? I think there was. I think there oh, was some you mean, frustration. You mean within the fan base. Yeah, within the fan okay. – you know, just from a keeping the temperature of, of Twitter and whatnot. But you just get the sense that even with Lamar sharing what he shared post game about how he how he was the one doing the talking. It just it, it leads you to believe yeah. that there was no panic, there was a sense of calm, but a frustration because they knew that was nowhere near what they expected themselves in that first half. Yeah, edgy was the word that John Harbaugh used. Oh, it was yes. edgy in there. You know what I mean? It was like which is which is what you want. I like that they came out they came out pretty calm. I felt like they came out calm. And then it was like, all right, well, we got it. We got a first half in, and I'm we're done with this crap. We're this is we're gonna go out and, and attack. And so, um, but yeah, so I caught the interview with Lamar Jackson and Chris Berman on ESPN prior to the game. Did you catch it? No, no you were I didn't doing, actually. <laughs> you're, I got to hear about your pregame activities uh, once oh. we get to the later on. How much time you got? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> can't wait to hear about that. But um. But anyway, he was interviewed by Chris Berman, and it was the most um, transparent Lamar had been about his evolution as a leader. Okay. And he told Chris Berman, he was like, he was straight up, no, I did not feel comfortable being the spoken leader. Like, he was like, there were grown men. He was like, that was my first full season as a leader. There were other veterans, this and that. And he's like, I just didn't want to talk. Like he, he just straight up said that he didn't want to talk and be the, yeah. the vocal leader. And Chris is like, well, do you now? And he's like, oh yeah, I do now. And then they kind of cut to some highlights of him in, in, and it's not Roquan Smith, right? It's not Roquan Smith, but let me tell you something. When Lamar gets ticked off, he's like, um, he's not Roquan. He's not Ray. When it's like time to like rile people up out of nothing. Do you know what I mean? Like, in, it, at another, but when he's ticked off, yes. like when he, Bobby, when he went to go run and Ronnie Stanley didn't continue to block downfield, Ronnie went to go like help him up. And Lamar, like literally on the ground, like almost had this convulsion, like, don't you dare touch me. You know what I mean? Like, don't touch me. And then he pops up on his own and he's pointing down like, you got to keep going downfield. You got to keep blocking. And again, to Ron Ronnie after that, by the way, I saw him basically truck a dude. And then on the, like I said, on the two uh, runs to the outside by Lamar, where they faked the, the hand, the, the handoff. I mean, Ronnie, Ronnie did his job. Ronnie did his job. But uh, my point is 
is that moment when he was on that ground, he was like, don't you dare touch me. Don't you get yes. me up because I'm down here because you weren't blocking. And then when he was summoning everybody down to come down to the locker room as the first half ended, it was like that that's the switch in Lamar. That's the switch in Lamar. And when that switch goes off and he's ticked, he's going to let people know. And that's basically what he was telling Chris Berman that he didn't do before. But now, now he feels like he can. He could have in 2019, but he needed to feel his own way with it. And he, as I said, Isaiah likely is like we're witnessing him become a, a, a star. I feel like we're witnessing Lamar uh, blossom as a leader. Uh, and, and so he's ticked off there. And then after the game, what does he do to your point with Lisa Salters? He acts like he's been here before. Yep. How does it feel? How does it feel Lamar? Uh, it's pretty good, but you know, it, it's, we're just finally at the AFC championship game and there's still work to be done. He has been so consistent with that. So I, I think it's a great point. A bunch that you just made there, including the, the in-game exchange with Ronnie and then what followed on the sideline. I don't think you mentioned this part. What followed on the sideline was more animated, like another animated conversation between the two of them are clearly arguing. But then, like you said, you know, not long after, a couple drives later, Ronnie becomes a willing blocker. He comes out in the second half and he's just, maul, you know, mauling guys. And so I, I was reminded of it today when, when Jimmy Smith came on the pregame show again. And, and I kind of followed up on something that we had discussed during the regular season finale against the Steelers pregame show where I had him on. And he, he called Lamar's leadership in 2019 young, right? He called it young because it was. And Jimmy then today kind of expanded. Like, look, when, when you have a, an organization and you come in as a 23 or 24-year-old like Lamar did and you have elites of elites walking around your locker room, Calais Campbell, Marshall Yonda, right? All these guys that, that potential future Hall of Famers – it doesn't come naturally you know, like, and, 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 and to Jimmy's point, like even if it were to come naturally, it may not be heard. Sometimes you have to yeah. wait around and progress on you know, the natural progression of an NFL player. And Lamar's now been here six seasons. So you're, you're seeing it morph into mm-hmm. something that's not only growth, but that's effective. And that's that players and teammates respond to that his coaching staff responds to. And that to me, that's probably the coolest part of this entire thing is that it's just beginning and it's effective and you're seeing it in real time. And yet he's still composed as ever. He's still as singularly focused as ever. And so um, yeah, here he is, by the way, when, during that post game interview, you grabbed the screenshot here. <laughs> OBJ dropped in, interrupted it mid mid interview with Lisa Salters to make sure that he had his drip on there, top 10. And yeah, he is his MVP as is pretty much everybody else. We'll see if it's unanimous or not. Probably not this year, but is what it is. Yeah, yeah. I don't um I'm I think uh trying to remember the stats guys at Aaron Schatz. I don't think I don't think he, he's gonna give it to him. But I got questions when I posted that. Not questions, but people being had interpreted that as Lamar's a top ten QB. I don't know what that means. That uh, looks like the top ten sign for Sports Center when they do the top ten highlights. Oh, really? okay. That's what I took it as because we're on ESPN tonight. I took it as top down highlights, give them all to Lamar. You know what I mean? <laughs> and and so like, and I and I just love that from OBJ. Here's OBJ. OBJ finished with where we at? One catch. One catch for 12 yards. People have been telling me that he was selfish, this and that. Nope. Nope. Not in Baltimore because he cares about Zay. He seems to love Zay. And then for him to do that, that's pre-planned right there. That's pre-planned right there. 
That is this man lifting up his quarterback, even when he just has one catch for 12 yards. And then after he puts that on him, he says, my MVP, my MVP. I feel like, I feel like OBJ has skin in the game in terms of making sure that Zay's the next guy up and that Lamar gets the credit that he deserves as one of the best quarterbacks in this league. And, and I, I just love, love his, his encouragement, just, just his leadership that he's brought to this locker room. I want to give a shout out to one of our donators tonight, uh, donors tonight, Mr. Kaminsky, his son, Adam, who's a huge super fan. Thanks for the $10 down donation. And thanks to Adam for watching and congratulations to Adam and, and the entire Ravens flock fan base for what's coming uh, this next week. We get to continue on this ride. And obviously, for the first time in Ravens franchise history, we're going to be looking at uh, the, the first ever hosting job for an AFC championship game. So that's what's coming up. I think that's a good segue to talk about the impact that the fan base did have because okay. there were questions swirling around why there were so many tickets available. Tickets were were dropping. It was obviously cold temperatures to the point where and I, and I was out there pregame at, at the tailgates. It was cold. Uh, kickoff conditions were 24 degrees, a 10-degree wind chill with 16-mile-an-hour winds, and that was when it was sunny. At some point in the, at the end of the first quarter, you know, the sun obviously went away, and it got even colder. So, yeah, I, here's the deal. Six pre-snap penalties, is that what John said, or six or seven? Six false starts. I know that there was at least one delay of game, so for, so maybe seven. I'll look, I'll look them up right now. I do know this. The six penalties from Houston were the most in the first quarter by any team in a playoff game since at least 2000 when it was being tracked. So, look, the, the place was – I know I even called out in a sense or tried to rile up the fan base pregame because I was seeing the tweets. I was seeing how much were available. And I'm thinking to myself, what's well, going on? It's a divisional so round was it, game. Were they really available or were they resells? Do you know what I mean? Both. Like the secondary market kind of like messes with that a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. But from my understanding, it was it was both. And so anyway, they showed up. There was over 70,000. So let's give Ravens and, and you know, hey, maybe they're smart too. They wait for the game time types <laughs> of companies. They wait till the at the last minute and they're tailgating and they pull trigger right before kickoff. Whatever they did, it worked. And of course, as always, Real Fan Dan was on hand. <laughs> Before we get I mean, there into there's no way I get so you guys know I always have my fireplace on. There's no way I could do that. I just a shout out to him. There was another dude who they showed on the broadcast who looked like he was shirtless for like at least a half. Like his whole skin was just like bright red. Bobby, the, the penalties, it doesn't say if it was offensive. The total penalties for the Texans was eleven for 70 yards. The Ravens clean game. This is another reason why I don't think it was Rust. Like Rust to me is like Lamar you know, off target or receivers dropping passes or, you know what I mean? Just dumps or penalties, stuff like that. To me, there was, it wasn't rust. They had three penalties the whole game for 15 yards. 
three penalties for 15 yards. So who knows how many of that 11 was on offense, bare or pre-snap penalties, bare minimum seven based off of the six false start. And I know there was one delay of game. Patrick Queen, who was flying around all game, definitely frustrating Dalton Schultz at time. There was a, it was a good little battle going on between those two. Uh, he's the Texans tight end. PQ, of course, talked about the bank atmosphere. Yeah, it got loud. It got loud quite a few times. You can see they had some false starts here and there. Uh, you know, that's how we need the bank. We need it rocking like that every time. And it was rocking. You could hear it. And I'm sure if you were there, you understand what that was like. Before we continue the conversation, as we mentioned at the top, this episode is brought to you by our friends at Pristine Auction. And they got a lot going on there. I can't wait to tell you a little bit about it, especially if you are a memorabilia Ravens fan. You can explore the thrill of authentic autographed sports memorabilia with Pristine Auction, where every piece tells a story and every bid brings you closer to the excitement of your favorite sports moments. If you use code VAULT by visiting pristineauction.com with the link that we have included in the show notes below, you'll get $10 off your first win. Again, if you use code VAULT at pristineauction.com, that link is included in the show notes below, you'll get $10 off your first win. And I just wanted to take you through the site really quickly because there's some good stuff. I mean, Lamar custom frame jersey display, that's available. And Ed Reed signed Ravens 8 by 10 photo. You got an OBJ signed Ravens full-size Eclipse alternate speed helmet. I mean, there's look at this thing. Ray Lewis signed custom frame jersey. Joe Flacco signed a photo. You got more of Ray here. And so, yeah, there's a lot to choose from. Kyle Hamilton gets involved. Bunch of different helmets. If you're in the memorabilia space, if you're if you're working on that man cave, wherever you might be, uh, go check out our, our, what our friends are doing at Pristine Auction. So let's keep the conversation moving. Where, where should we head next? Let's talk about the rushing attack. That was just relentless i mean the texans gassed out i mean there was it was all downhill running justice hill i thought was fantastic justice hill finished with 66 yards he was he was 5.1 yards per clip i mean i i just thought he was fast i thought he i thought he hit holes appropriately uh, Gus Edwards, I felt like he was strong up the middle, like like the Ravens need him to be. Uh, Dalvin Cook when he came in, yeah, like let Dalvin Cook. I'm sure he's heard that one before, but had that 19 yard rush, uh, and then of course Lamar, Lamar leading everybody with with 100 yards, and and it's interesting, Bobby, because you posted that Bill Polian clip right <laughs> before. That was fun, huh? Before the, uh, I guess this was like, uh, what was this, Friday night? Yeah, Friday night. And Bill Pullian is on talking about how you have to uh, defend against Lamar. And, and you know, if you're, if you're just talking about mobile quarterbacks, what he was saying generally is true. Like you try to contain him and don't let him run and this and that. But based off of his history of saying Lamar couldn't make it as a quarterback and then he's saying make him pass, <laughs> it's like, okay, Bill, so you still haven't, it's been six years. And you still are like, you know what I mean? It just, it wasn't great. But they didn't do what Bill said, the Texans. They were coming after Lamar. And those blitzes, again, were working, especially at the end of that second quarter. And so to to help counteract that was Lamar running, was J Justice Hill running, was Gus Edwards. Like, it just is like, okay, if you're going to play that, we're going to run this draw, we're going to run this sweep, we're going to do all this stuff. And I mean, the, the Ravens ended up, I believe, with 200 and yes. 
229 rushing yards. And it got to the point in that fourth quarter where it was just like, every time you hand it off, it's like running downhill, running downhill, running down downhill. Texans couldn't stop it if it prayed to. Yeah. And this isn't just any run defense that they're going up against either. Like we talked about it with John McClain, pretty dang stout coming into this. Sixth best, matter of fact, statistically run defense in the NFL during the regular season. And they only allowed 96.6 yards per game. So what did you just say the final number was? Two what? 229 yards on the ground. Two, 229 yards on the ground. And they average, <laughs> they, they average 96, 96.6 during the regular season. So <laughs> look, Dalvin, Dalvin showed some burst at the end, right? And But obviously this was Lamar's game from a rushing attack standpoint. He took his lanes, right? He made them pay. Todd Munkin was dialing up all kinds of timely plays for him. Lamar was doing what he does. And and if you're Bill Polian and you're thinking at the half, oh, maybe, maybe I'm onto something here with, with my take. No, no, because he was willing <laughs> to do whatever it takes. And it is it is truly a pick your poison. There really is no way to stop this guy. There, there really isn't. And that is the point that we've been making this week since John Harbaugh, you know, said that Lamar is revolutionizing the, the quarterback position. And then I echoed that, but I only had so much time when I went on, when I went on up and Adams. And of course, some of the national audience that I get there that we don't get here yeah. was pushing back. And I definitely wrote very, I wanted to respond with, with a lot of substantive stuff while showing respect to previous quarterbacks that Michael Vick, Cam Newton, uh, uh, I mean, just, just name them all. And I, I RG three, but, but he got hurt. And, and the whole point is, is that there were, have been quarterbacks that may have had that ability, but their teams restricted them from being a truly dual threat, complete quarterback. And they did it in the name of being afraid of being injured and this and that the Ravens unapologetically would run if that's what the game plan called for. And that's still what it, it, we just saw it again today. Lamar has been on fire both through the air and then today it was needed on the ground. And, and he delivered with 100. He's not, he's not afraid to do either. The Ravens are not afraid to do either. And because they do that together as past organizations would restrict it, it's your point. It's pick your poison. How do you stop this man? Blitz, 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 blitz. Okay, see ya. Okay, sit back. All right, I'm going to sit in the pocket. I'm just going to extend and and pass it. I mean, when he's on fire, when you're when you can do that much and you're that complete, it's like you're a defensive coordinator. You just throw your throw your papers up. What do I do? Yep. Here's Lamar more from his press conference to speaking to some of the noise that's been out there about you having one playoff win over the course of your career. Do you, have you heard that? Did it motivate you? you know, I heard that. What's that? You know I heard that. <laughs> I seen it. I, I don't even got to hear it. I see it, you know. But it is what it is. I really don't care about what people say. You know, I'm, I'm trying to win um, day in, day out. Every time I'm on that field, I'm trying to play to the best of my ability. Those guys just had, you know, had our team number in the past. But it's a different team, like I've been saying. And we just got to stay locked in on what's ahead of us. 
Wait, what oh. was the question? I missed it. He's heard it. Playoff narrative talk. Ah. Oh. <laughs> He's like, come on. He goes, you know I heard it. You know I heard it. Of course he hears all this stuff. How can you not? By the way, people are deservingly so because it is pretty slick. They're complimenting you for your bomber jacket. So let oh. everybody know where you got it. Well, I can't. I, you know, this bomber jacket is, is in a few different places. But because they're sponsoring me right now, I'm going to pick one. <laughs> and it's homage homage has it i think they're sold out over there but i picked this one up with the there you go homage with you right now i got the crew neck you got the bomber we're doing our thing That's appreciate right. hey, you homage hey, you know what i gotta do bobby let me know in the comments listen i'm not superstitious okay you know you know i don't believe in that crap to me my personality <laughs> my personality is go out and take what's yours superstitious stuff it acts like you're out of control somebody else has control over your destiny and you, it has to be given to you. That's I hate the idea of superstition. It's like, you think Roquan Smith cares about superstitions? What are you talking? Get out of here with that. You go and take what's yours. Anyway, I say that. I'm not superstitious, but I would be okay. Should I be wearing this for each playoff game? Is that what I need to do? Let me know in the comments. Oh, wait a second, though. Wait a second. Now, that, that gets into the superstitious side no, of things. No, it doesn't. It's, it has to do with just, like, riding a wave. I, I feel like that goes against the grain a little bit for you. No, but it's not I, about superstition. It's about going. <laughs> I mean, you can. That's why. That's why I. Did you not hear my my narrative before that, Bobby? Oh, you go I, out and take I yours. I'm just saying, should I rock it just because it's a vibe for the for, for the postseason? Well, you look clean, so yes. All right. Yes, you do look clean. Very clean. <laughs> you know what was clean in the statue? Same word is kinda, every week, Bobby. Every week. <laughs> You know what's funny is is speaking of clean, uh, Houston's offensive line actually, from a stat sheet standpoint, was clean in the sense that they didn't. There was not one sack of of C.J. Stroud. Now there was pressure, and I thought the pressure in the second half was something that deserves to be talked about. Again, clean slate, not one sack. The Ravens did not get home once. Roquan Smith leads the way with seven total tackles, five of which were solo and two tackles for loss. It continues to be my favorite thing to watch when he makes a play and he just violently and quickly nods his head up and down like this, like this. (laughs) He literally does it after almost every single play. He was flying around. PQ was following him as well, but crazy in a game that they, they brought pressure, did not get home once. The the defense was insane bobby it's funny because every time every time we go to do predictions i'm always trying to give respect to the opposing team especially in december especially all these opponents from december until now that i'm like okay i'll give them you know 20 points maybe 24 you know and it's like maybe i gotta stop doing this maybe i gotta stop doing this i mean this ravens defense listen let's be real cj stroud i know he's a rookie but he's He's a he just put up a season that was historic among yes. among rookies, okay? He's been playing li- lights out. D'Amico Ryan's could win coach of the year. Could also come in second. And he's a defensive-minded guy. Um uh, like uh, or uh, Bobby Slowick, right? He's he he could very well get a head coaching job when when he's interviewing. All's... He interviewed la- this uh, last weekend. Yeah. So when all is said and done. So like I not even like some some Texans fans were trying to talk you know, crap with me, and I I wasn't getting the bait. I just told, I just was like, hey, you looks like you guys got a good one in Stroud. Happy for you guys. I know it's been it been rough. 
And so legit, like I have so much respect for him. I have so much respect for his, he just, it's like the, the Joe Flacco adjective. He just seems unflappable. Like he didn't, he didn't make any mistakes today. Right. Like he didn't throw any picks. There was almost that one with Hamilton. There was almost that one, but that wouldn't have been on CJ Stroud. Like there was a funky tip and all that. So much respect for him. So much respect for what the Texans have done. Which tells you even more how good the Ravens' defense was tonight. Uh, it, like three points. Three points. Three points in the divisional round. Yep. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? It was just like uh, Darby. Darby started out strong. PQ coming in. PQ was like angry. He was. Oh, who was it? What's that tight end's name that he was going? Dalton Schultz. He was just Dalton in his Schultz. grill. He totally rattled. He totally rattled Dalton. Like it, like I would say the only guy that I felt like didn't have a great game on defense, although it wasn't the worst, was I felt like Stevens had given up a couple of um uh over the middle passes at inopportune times. And I feel like he also had, yeah, he had a holding also. So I felt like Stevens was the only one that maybe wasn't like great. But I mean, they were just unreal tonight. There was nothing CJ Stroud could do to to get his team into the into the into the end zone. It wasn't happening. Yeah, no. It's, and then I think I just saw a comment from Zone 16 here a second ago. Let me see if I can grab this. Did the Texans not run a play in the red zone? Is that true? Mm, Let's see. Let me go to zone 16 questions. seems to think that the Texans had no plays. In the red zone. So again, last. Okay. Man. Ended ended Houston 32, Baltimore 47, Baltimore 32, Houston 33, Baltimore 29, Houston 18, Baltimore 43, Houston 30, Houston 33, Houston 44. There you go. Unreal. Good good uh, good observation there. And by the way, we're we're looking at um we're looking at the live chat here. And this this should since we're talking defensively and, and how Brandon Stevens was picked on a little bit. Jimmy Smith did tell me, thank you, Clint, for the reminder here. Jimmy Smith did tell me during the pregame show that he does not expect Marlon Humphrey to return anytime soon. And, and this is a guy who knows Marlon very well. They're close. Marlon has not practiced in over three weeks, and we know that he was ruled out with that calf. Uh, Jimmy then went on to speak about how important, obviously, the calf is, and especially to Marlon's game as a, you know, as a sprinter, Marlon, that's like one of Marlon's calling cards is just how quick he is, um, especially in coverage. Obviously, he's in the slot, very valuable. But um, I found that interesting. Jimmy Jimmy expressed some pessimism about Marlon's timeline. So that is something to monitor as, as we kind of transition to this upcoming week with practice and whatnot. We'll have to take a close look at that. That would seriously stink. You know how like OBJ feels like that Ram Super Bowl – like he got his ring, but he hated that he couldn't finish it, so it didn't feel as complete. Um, yeah. I, I just, I, I would hate that for Marlo. I would hate I that. So, but, but to Jimmy, even if Jimmy didn't say that, the fact that he didn't even get close to playing today right. for a divisional round, that tells me it's pretty serious. Right. Like John, so, John asked about it on Friday. Says like, uh, he's the least optimistic that I'm feeling. Right. Right. right like right, not, right. not like, hey, there's a chance. Like they no, it was that's pretty yeah. much. Well, at that point, yeah, he hadn't even practiced, not even in a limited capacity. Here, and I don't know what Jimmy knows, but if I were like just doing it purely based off of how much he's practiced, 
to me, the hope would be the Super the Super Bowl if the Ravens were to advance that far because you do have obviously this week and then you have a bye week again before the Super Bowl. Yes. And so it's like, okay, well, we're still three weeks out from that if the Ravens were to advance. So so that to me is what you would hold out hope for. Yes. Let's see. Special teams has been a little bit of a concern. By the way, Marlon, availability has been a concern for him this year. He's missed a handful of games, seven or eight games, and now sure looks like there's a chance here that he may end up missing this upcoming weekend's AFC Championship game. Again, the reports for me and Rappaport leading into the weekend are that Mark Andrews is going to try and give it a go next weekend, which he'll now Mm -hmm. have an opportunity to do. Special teams for John Harbaugh standards had not been up to snuff this year. They have won that game for him, the Rams game, obviously, in walk-off fashion from Tylen Wallace. Uh, but tonight, to allow a guy who just got called up from the practice squad and Steven Sims to take a 70, uh, excuse me, a 67-yard punt return to the house, which was the Texans' first since 2016, uh, not good enough. The angles were brutal. Uh, Jordan Stout had the best angle, uh, had the best look at him, but he's a punter. So do you expect him to bring him down? I don't know. Would Sam Cook have? I don't – maybe. <laughs> He's built a little bit different than Jordan is. Jordan had a rough night. Jordan had a rough first half, I would say. Uh, he had a 24-yard punt at one point, and I think that was actually uh, – was that number before or after the penalty on that that was added to it? Uh, I'm not sure if it was. But anyway, that that punt was was tough. And then obviously that special teams gaffe was something that you're just thinking to yourself – this is exactly what we talked about going into the weekend. Like we're, we're, we're having an exercise. Literally, what's funny is we usually talk about turnovers, but literally this week we talked about it being a special teams touchdown. We've literally talked about that. Where could there be an advantage for a nine and a half point underdog? We're thinking mm-hmm. we're, we're like grinding our gears. How, how where could it be? Yeah. Well, <laughs> we, we settled on special teams and mostly because of, well, one, it's it's an easy thing to, to decide on when when you're a nine-and-a-half-point underdog and there's not many to choose from. But then also, statistically, D'Amico Ryan's team was one of the best in the league from a special team standpoint. So that's kind of why we we opted to, to decide that. And then ends, ends up coming to fruition. And you're thinking to yourself, is this what they need? Is this what they need to stay in the game? And sure enough, it was what they needed through a half. But then Todd Munkin came in and said, yeah, yeah. I'm going to reaffirm why I was the right guy this offseason. And I'm going to yeah. do what, what what did not happen enough, right? Did not happen enough for any of our likings in, in years past. And that is make halftime adjustments, come out and immediately address the blitzes right out of the gate. Get the ball out of Lamar's hands quickly. And we're running it down your throat to begin the, begin the half. And it was full speed ahead from there. Yeah. So John Harbaugh spoke to it. I mean, he was, you know, he said it in a nice way, but he was like, yeah, uh, Jordan Stout, wants that punt back and he was like it was a little high it was into the wind so jordan let's get let's get cook sam cook let's let's pull him aside <laughs> let's turn on some some fans or something in the uh in the indoor facility and be you know blowing it how about can we can we get like a go to like an airport hangar turn on those <laughs> those jets and start kicking into that and figuring out how you how you kick yeah. into it so um but I feel like he's gen- he's had a much better season. So hopefully, hopefully that was like, you know, a bad game. But but you were kind of saying like the special teams for John Harbaugh overall. But I felt like special teams outside of that, obviously, that's a huge one, was good. Like Justin Tucker. Well, tonight, 53. tonight, I'm talking about collectively. Yeah. Gotcha. 
So Justin Tucker, you know, got the one from 53, and he was one of five from 50 yards this season. He hasn't been the best from 50 out. So the fact that he comes in in the cold, in the wind, I don't know if that that 53-yarder was in the wind or, or with it. Uh, it just seemed like it was running the money, so maybe it was with it. So there was that. Plus, he had another field goal. I think it was from 37. Then, oh, Devin Duvernay back from IR. Yes. He had that nice return coming out of the half that set up the offense to score yes. on that first drive. So yep. Devin Duvernay, I felt like, and then he was just as solid as they can as they come, right? Fielding the the punts when people were in his face. Um, let's see here. Their guy, their kicker, Fair Fairbairn, he missed from 47. He had originally had made one, I think, from from 50. That was a so, big swing, I thought. The Ravens yeah. didn't capitalize on that, but just from a, a psychological standpoint, to go into the half knowing that it's it's zero zero in a sense, you know, I felt like that was important. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, so you know, it, it was it was that it was that punt return and um. Remind me of our long sna- snapper's name. Tyler Ott. There we go. Ott. Ott, when he went down for coverage, <laughs> he looked to me like some of my 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 bigger basketball players that just, like, he's, like, running down there. It's just so funny to see somebody like Zay Flowers or Lamar be able to just, like, cut on a dime. Ott's, like, running down there, and this guy jukes him like it's nothing. Like, it was just like a... I mean, he's a long snapper. He's no tackler, but between him and and Jordan Stout trying to tackle him, that was that was not a good that was not a good look. Yeah, you know, too. It's, it's I guess we should also speak about the conditions of when you're a special teamer on a night like this and the operation that is. And we know it's such a system that Justin Tucker has 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 mastered over the years that it's not just him executing from 53 out, right? It's mm. it's a good snap from Tyler. It's a good hold with freezing cold hands from Jordan, right? And then ultimately, it's Justin knocking it through. Like, that, that deserves, I don't think we talk about that enough. And it should be talked about on a night like tonight, where, again, you got to keep your hands warm up until literally the second that this is happening. And so for them to, to convert on that and get those early points, in the grand scheme of things, it's, it's nothing crazy in a 34-10 to 10 game, but that's early conversion, right? That's early points. And so just the operation, I think, is what is something that we can tout uh, from a special team standpoint. And what was another – otherwise, obviously, is what's what's going to be talked about the most, and the headlining is what didn't happen, and that was getting Sims down on that 67-yard return. Right, right. Uh, so, Bobby, what's going on here? We're in the second quarter, so this is a slow start. Packers and 49ers, just like Ravens and Texans were. So we'll keep, a, keep an eye on that. But I feel like the question now becomes, unless – I don't know if you've got any more, but but I want to put the question out. Bills or Chiefs? Bills or Chiefs? Well. But you know what my answer is going to be. But I'm I'm curious what everybody else is going to say. Well, that's kind of, yeah. That was kind of funny. I was I was just going to say, I'm like, you don't, you don't, you don't care. <laughs> no, I don't care. Again, you don't faceless, care, nameless opponents. And it's all about the Ravens. It's about what the Ravens do. It doesn't sound what the Chiefs do. It's not what the Bills do. It's not what the Texans do. It's what the Ravens do. The Ravens can be any of them, but if there was a matchup that was more favorable, what? Because this is a game of matchups, right? Is there a matchup that's more favorable? Yeah, I'd be curious to hear the. I haven't looked ahead too much. I'd be I'd be curious to hear what our audience says. You know, which one you want? You want to go through the, the reigning champs? You know, the dynasty that's apparently ending, 
No, not yet. There's a chance they could be coming to Baltimore next week, obviously. Do you want Buffalo, who's been playing playoff football for well over a month? Or do you want locker room footage just released by the Ravens that I have efforting right oh, now? Boom. Let's do it. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What did I just watch? What did I just watch? It doesn't hit the same when the coaches are leading it. That's what that was. That was a coach-led dance. Uh, and Zay, Zay tried to give him love there, but all the other players were like, nah, you guys got this. What's hilarious <laughs> is in one of the clips that I tweeted out, Harbs is doing his thing. It's very awkward, right? He's a leader of yeah. men. He's not a good dancer. He's a great yeah. leader of men. He's not a good dancer, okay? And at the end, it's like as if he's controlling who goes into the middle. 
And yeah. so he, he looks at Zay and points towards the middle. Yeah, you're going yeah, next. You're going. Like, it's just hysterical. So, hey, John Harbaugh with his brother Jim in attendance, by the way, returning the favor from a couple weeks ago when Harbs and Ozzy and everybody went out for the national championship game down in Houston. That's pretty cool. That That is really, really cool. And guess what? There were many. It was a who's who inside the bank. You think it's oh, going to yeah. be – you think it was a who's who tonight? It's going to be a who's whatever, – whatever that on steroids is is going to be next weekend. LeBron James, one of many who were on hand online watching it. Man, I love Lamar Jackson. He tweeted out. That one's been retweeted by pretty much all of Baltimore right now. And then pregame, look at this. Peter Bolware was hanging out with Ray Lewis and his family. I forgot how amazing M&T Bank Stadium is, he tweeted. So glad to be back home. Go Ravens. Peyton Manning and OBJ catching up pregame. And Baltimore's own Carmelo Anthony rocking some some drip of his own there on the right-hand side. A little sweater. Well, no. A little scarf game for Peyton. Who else was in attendance? I had uh, Jimmy Smith, yeah. like I mentioned, on my pregame yeah. show. I had... Um, I had Ed Dixon. I met Ed Dixon for the first time on the pregame show, which oh, was cool. cool. Super nice guy. Uh, Jermaine Lewis was was on hand. He didn't come on the show. Uh, Stavi. <laughs> Stavi was on, the Baltimore comedian. He, he didn't come on the show, but he was also at the pregame. I mean, it was insane. Like, they, all those guys were supposed to come on uh, at BMO Roundtown, but there were so many people that yeah. I was, like, pressed up against people the entire time trying to do a show. Mrs. EDC and the entire family, shout out Lacey DaCosta for, for, for popping by. It was a lot of fun. Really fun. And, and the fun continue. Like, I, oh, man, it's just setting in right now. I feel like now we're getting into 15 minutes, and I think we're going to open up the lines, too. Like, there's an AFC championship game in Baltimore, and you there's and I are an about AFC to have There's an AFC freaking championship game in Baltimore, Bobby. You and I, by the way, are both going to – right, hold on. we got to put ourselves on the screen here. Stand by. Listen. <laughs> you and I are going to Vegas. Yes. Okay? Tickets are bought. It's a work trip slash – friend excursion getaway for you okay yes the question becomes how much of a work trip will it become for us if the team is there right this is going to be one of the most insane months of our lives right you've already been a part and and on deck and having a front row seat to a world uh, a world championship a super bowl in 2012 i've done some fun things with the olympics but i just feel like this is look you can speak to it i can't but I, I am so fired up about what's about to unfold over, first of all, the next week. They got business to do. They understand that. But this is just – it's so captivating, isn't it? Here's what's crazy. I, we, bought, we, we both bought our plane tickets. I didn't get credentials. <laughs> I don't have credentials. Bobby got credentials because he applied on time. It didn't even well, – I didn't apply. I didn't know there was a date. I didn't think I was going to go. Ton of stuff fell into place where I could go. And now we're just like, we're going to find a way to get me in. Right, Bobby? Like, I'm finding a way to get in. We're trying to get on Radio Row. We're just going to work it like we did with RG3. I mean, we had him. We had him here. We're still not giving up. This is our new MO. We just show up and we shoot our shots wherever we go. I will find a way into that Radio Row with you. And we are going to have a show from there. Uh, and if the Ravens, by the way, do get in, I think there'll be another shot that I get credentialed. Uh, but so far, no credentials for me, but there are for you. But yeah, we are, we are, whether the Ravens are there or not, we're going to be there. 
But we already know Roquan's going to be there. Lamar will probably be there because of, you know, the NFL Honors Night. And uh, OBJ, you know, is going to be there. So we're just going to have to work hard and figure out a way to get him on our show. We're, like, going to be tackling people on Radio Row and dragging him over in front of a microphone in front of the cameras. Look, you guys know the drill at this point. We, we, we're unrelenting. All right, we're going to do whatever it takes to continue this build. You guys have been so incredibly generous with the way that you've helped not only on the back end through Patreon and other areas, but the way that you tweet at people when we want to get them on, like Steve Young, like Ray Lewis, hopefully during this run. And then even tonight, I mean, I, I decided to just throw out another Hail Mary to Robert Griffin III. And just to, for those of you who joined late, he was backstage with us before we went live, and he was sitting on the tarmac getting ready to yeah. go. He was go, going wheels up. and um, He was here. He was here. He was with us, and if we started earlier, we were, I, we were just – it's the post-game rush. We needed to get our content together. He just didn't have enough time. So we're hoping to have him on tomorrow. So just be on the lookout. But, that again, that's – Keep stuff. spamming him. Yeah, I was going to say, like, when yeah. you tweet at him and tag him off of our tweets – yeah, it just, it just makes people more aware of what we're doing and, and who we are. So that stuff, you can't put a price tag on that stuff. You really, really cannot. And so uh, hopefully it'll be a star-studded week when it comes to lining up guests. And we know that we always have in our back pocket you, like you guys, that help yeah. us out with that guest booking yeah. stuff. So uh, it, you just it's just that stuff doesn't go unnoticed at all. We talk about it all the time, how grateful we are that there's such a support for, for us in the such back. Such a groundswell of support. Yeah. You want to open up the guest lines? Yeah, I've got I really quick. I got a different answer to my own question of of Chiefs or Bills. Okay. I mean, I still don't care, right? It's about the Ravens. But you know how Joe had to go through Peyton Manning and Tom Brady and then Colin Cam I kinda want Patrick Mahomes because I want I want it to be Lamar versus Mahomes. And I want okay. I just want I just you gotta you gotta beat the best to be the best. So again, I'll take either one. Uh, but I would love Lamar versus Mahomes, and then I want I want Lamar to beat Mahomes on the way to a Super Bowl. Guest lines are filling up. That means Let's Taylor go. Swift and company, by the way, are going to be coming to the bank and having their own box. So that's going to come with a whole lot of fanfare that I'm sure we'll be discussing. But the guest lines are open. There's already 10 people deep. If you get denied, that means you know why. So – as soon as we finish up our guest line calls, we'll just make sure RG three doesn't get <laughs> knocked out. <laughs> well, yeah, we're at, we're, I think we're, we might be at capacity already. There's there's right. ten strong, so just in case. Uh, by the way, we'll get to as many as we can. We gotta we gotta be buttoned up tonight. Obviously, let's keep it to thirty seconds. All right, give us a thought, uh, give us your name, where you're from, and let's keep things moving so we can get as many voices and faces on this stream. But if you get denied, it's because we're just. We're cycling through. There's there's too many people on. So, Wes, you were first with the quick trigger like Lamar in the start of the second half. Welcome in, brother. What's up, y'all? Hey, I'm calling, from, I'm calling from Houston, so you know that I'll be wearing my Ravens gear all week, repping, seeing how many fights I can get in down here. Um, I know we play – we come to Houston next year, so if either of y'all want to come to Houston for the game, shout out to Christian's tailgate. It's a Ravens bar here in Houston, hosts all the games, plays fight song, all that good stuff. So, great game. Go Ravens. Appreciate you, Wes. Thanks for the call, man. So, we are at capacity. So, yes, Wes, I'm going to drop you out. Appreciate you calling in. We're going to keep it – again, that was like the perfect call. We're going to keep it to 30 seconds. Let us know your thought. Let us know where you're at post-game. Asmodeus with a $5. Uh, by the way, I finally had a chance to, to catch up with him on a number of things related to the McChicken conversation, which is cool. But – uh. 
He said, I'm still at the Horseshoe Casino after the game. Ravens flock was lit the entire game. I'm pretty sure I lost my voice. Good stuff. Appreciate the donation. Daniel is outside. So I'm trying to figure out where he is. Hey, Daniel, meet us outside the bank because that's where you are right now. What's up? Yeah, let's go. Woo! I'm on my way to DJ right now for like a bar. And I told him if we didn't win, I wasn't showing up. And we won, baby. Let's go. I love it, man. I just wanted, I just wanted to say our defense, Lamar obviously both, but our defense and our home crowd killed it. All right, Daniel, appreciate you. That place is buzzing, you can tell. He wasn't going to go to the party if if not for a win. Is that what I understood? That's what he said, yep. Wow, okay. Let's keep it PG on here too, guys, if you could, just for the younger folks who are tuning in. Let's keep the guest line going. Again, keep it to 30 seconds. Let us know where you're at and your main thought. Kyle, we're coming to you in just a second. He's got his 20 ER jersey on. What's up? Hey, what's up, Bobby and Sarah? How you guys doing? Great. Good, man. Yeah, me too. Cool. Um, just want to say, what's the difference between Greg Roman and Todd Munkin? Adjustments. Half time adjustments. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Like it's such a breath of fresh air, ain't it? Like to not just watch the same mistakes for four straight quarters. Uh, I just I had to say it. I was And a passing game. And a passing game, Kyle. Exactly. The whole yeah. first half, it was deeper routes. They, yep. you know, cars getting pressure too quick. They adjusted, made things. They shortened the field up, shortened the offense up, and just picked their way up the field. It was beautiful. Appreciate the stream, guys. You guys are awesome. Absolutely, Thanks, Kyle. Kyle. Thanks, dude. He's got dri- some drip on too. Look at the drip. Yeah, look at that. Look at that. Not only the jersey, go, but <laughs> have fun tonight, Kyle. Appreciate you. This is great, guys. My nizzle, Jay Jizzle. As I'm oh, this coming is my to, guy right here. As I'm coming to learn, he's going to bless us here in a second. 30 seconds, my guy. All right, you tend to be long-winded. You tend to I be long-winded now. Already. Hey, how, how are y'all you? doing? Great to have you on. Already. Good to see y'all once again, man. I, also, I never told where I was from. I'm, I'm down south, Monroe, Louisiana, man. I've been staying here, living here all my life. I've been a Raven fan since probably about 99, 2000. Hardcore. But, uh... Who we expect to play? That's what y'all had asked a few minutes ago. Who would we, you know, prefer to play? I'm like Sarah. It don't even matter. Whoever come, they're going to have to come see us. And even tomorrow when they playing their game, whoever win, they're going to be like, oh, we got to go to Baltimore next week and see them guys. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So with I prefer Kansas City Patrick Mahomes because Patrick Mahomes, he, he the champ won last year. They always be, you know, saying you got to beat the champ, beat the champ. I prefer to get him. But if we get Josh Allen, that's cool, too, because if you remember last game that Lamar played, it was uh, against Buffalo when he got concussed. Mm-hmm. And uh, Buffalo won that game. So either way, we owe both of them. We want both of them. Whoever want to come play us, that's who we going to deal with. I um, love it. Appreciate you, brother. Right. Good Thanks to see y'all. Have in. a good night. Absolutely. You, you do the same. You do the same. Let us know in the live chat, for those of you who don't call in tonight, Bills or Chiefs? Who do you want? Who do you think that is the better matchup? Chris, we're coming to you. Thanks for being with us tonight. Again, let's just reset quickly. We've got over 1,400 of you in our live chat right now or on this simulcast. Please, if you've been enjoying the content tonight, uh, simple free things to help us out. Liking the video, liking both the Vault and the Bobby Baltimore YouTube channels. If you don't already do so, you can click that notification bell for our daily content. That's probably going to be more than daily at this point this week and for the foreseeable future should the should the Ravens get all the way to Vegas because content 
is king. What's up, Chris? Hey, Chris from White Marsh. I'm longtime fan of you guys. I appreciate everything you guys do. Hey, just like PQ say, whoever comes through Baltimore, they got to play the game that we we like to play. Hit them in the mouth. Go Ravens. Heck yeah. Oof. Appreciate you, Chris. I like that. Ooh, hit them in the mouth. That that's was, that's yeah. all they were doing tonight on defense. No question. No question. Luke, with a special shirt on that I don't think people realize is a thing unless you were watching the London coverage, but you're about to now. Our guy, Luke Scott, yeah. a.k.a. Luke Eli. What's up, brother? Hey, Bobby. Hey, Sarah. Just want to say, Sarah, my wife's working on one for you. Yes. Um, we're going to get it to you, hopefully, before you head out to Vegas. Hopefully, the Ravens are there. Uh, just want to say, super refreshing to see the team adjust. And I'm with Sarah. Don't care who we play. Ready for anybody. Josh Allen's, Mahomes, whatever. Just let's get it done at the bank. See you guys. Appreciate you, brother. Thank you. Thanks for tuning Ooh, I in. I would love that shirt. I would love that shirt. Westminster's finest. All right. What else we got? Dame. Dame, we're coming to you if you're ready to roll, and you are as the camera. Oh, there he is. Yup, yup. The camera was just hanging. You were waiting for us. What's up, man? Hey, Sarah and Bobby. I uh, just want to say I love your show, first of all. Thank you for doing it every day. Listen to it every day. Uh, I just want to say, first half, I really was unhappy with Lamar. I feel like he wasn't taking checkdowns. I, I saw multiple times he didn't take checkdowns. Once he started doing it in the second half, the offense was flowing, and we scored every single drive. Uh, and to answer your oh, sorry, to answer your question, uh, I would rather play the Bills just because they're ravaged with injuries right now. But either one, I don't matter. It doesn't matter to me. Uh, cool. Thank you guys. Love you. Thank you, Dame. Appreciate, it. Appreciate you, Dame Dalla. Uh, by the way, some some folks want to know um, Luke's shirt that said the Vault uh, London edition. Luke was one of our earliest patron supporters. Uh, huge and a friend of the, and I got to know him pretty well. Um, he and his wife Lindsay in London. We all stayed at the same hotel with uh, Bmore around town, and he surprised me with those customized vault T-shirts. Oh, that, we're wearing it in Vegas, made. Bobby. That's what we're matching. <laughs> if he gets it to me before Vegas, we are going to be matchy matchy for sure. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I just thought I mean that was super cool of him to surprise me, and and uh, yeah. yours is on the way, as you heard. So that's exciting. And then I know a lot of people have just talked about like big picture Merc stuff. I think we've just put that aside based on uh, priorities in place. But hey. You know, maybe this offseason that becomes at the top of the priority list in terms of merch that, you know, you can buy in bulk and whatnot. So yeah. uh, we'll, we'll be on the lookout for there. Peter wants to know how you can get on the live stream. Peter, just in case, maybe we might have been at capacity when you first called in because we had over 12. That, that's all that our, our uh, that StreamYard can actually, like, handle. So if you want to pop on the show, you can do so by visiting the show notes. And there's a little link that you can pop on at FaceTime if you want to. So appreciate you hey, being with about, us. Oops, oh, oh, sorry. How about, how about this one? The vault Vegas edition. Yeah. There All right. Go. Come on, Lindsay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get it. Let's get it. All right. I think this man has a birthday either today or recently. I think I saw something on it and then I forgot to respond. So let us know, birthday boy. When was it? And what you got going on down there in North Carolina? Hey, guys. Uh, it's been a while. Um, but that's a good thing. That means there's a lot of people getting involved. So that's awesome. My birthday was yesterday. Uh, but this was one of the best birthday presents I could have gotten was this win today. And so I was very happy with it. Um, happy birthday, David. Thank you guys. I appreciate it. Uh, it didn't look good or great in the first half, but 
those those adjustments. It was amazing to see them in the second half play like that. Now, if they can continue to play like that, I'm not overly concerned about them playing anyone. Look at all these birthday wishes coming in for you. Absolutely. Happy belated, my man. Appreciate you for coming on, David. Thanks, guys. Talk soon. All right. Let's keep things going here. Abe, let's get Abe and then Julian and then Manuel and Zone 16. We'll just keep this thing rolling. Abe, welcome in, man. How are you? Pretty good. Hi, Bobby. Hi, Sarah. I listen to you guys like every morning before I go to work uh, during the week. I'm actually in Arlington, Virginia for work, and I live in Shreveport, Louisiana. So I got to watch uh, the game with my dad. I was so excited. We watched it in a bar not too, not too far from here. I'm back at the hotel now, but, you know, Still had to represent, got my bling on. And keep doing what you're doing. We love the content. Keep it coming. That's all I got to say. Thank Appreciate you, Abe. Abe. Thanks so much. Bling, bling, Appreciate like it. Lamar post game. Did OBJ give you that, Abe? <laughs> all right. <laughs> Julian, pregame and post game. How you doing, brother? Hey, man. How's it, how's it going, Bobby? Sarah, how you doing? Uh, my voice is kind of shot right now. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, Sarah. You, you uh, did Julian. your job tonight. You know what he also did, too? He knew he was going to be doing a double pre and post appearance, so he went and got edged up. Look at him. He was showing, he was showing it to me on the pregame. That boy's looking clean, clean, and it's real, real clean and slick. Yeah, I had to do it for you guys. You know, I had to, you know <laughs> shaping it up a little bit. Um, I just wanted to say that, you know, the adjustments on this, I mean, just, that's what this whole fan base was talking about, adjustments and how they came out in the second half and adjusted and just completely shut down the Texans to only give up, what, uh, punt return, all game, and no offensive touchdowns, that's impressive. And to your point, Sarah, yeah, what everybody's saying, I don't care who we face, but storyline purposes and for Lamar's legacy, I believe he has to go through Mahomes. I just think that's the guy you have to take down yeah. just to propel him. And I think everybody knows that. So that's how I feel. It has I love to- that. Love it. Thanks, love Jewel. It. Appreciate you, man. I, I do. I do kind of like the more I think about it, I, the more that makes a lot of sense to me. Mm-hmm. You got to You got to go through the. You got to be the best and go through the best. Yeah. You got to beat the best and go through the best in order to be the best. Correct. And now the best may not make it, right? But whoever makes it is going to be this year's best. Yeah. So ultimately, they're going to have to take down whoever's the best right now uh, next weekend. So we'll see. I guess we won't know until tomorrow. Zone 16, welcome in, brother, from your professional studio space. SG, Bobby, how you guys doing today, man? Excellent. Great. How feeling about you? What you got going on? Yeah, feel, look, feeling real good. I, I got I got, I got, the, I got the old Ravens hat on right now. I wish I had the gray one today. Those guys are rocking right now. But uh, you guys know, man, I came to you a month ago and I told you what the deal was. All right. We we all we sat in here. I said we were six away. <laughs> all right. And now the, the Steelers game, the last one, all right, it didn't it didn't really count because we had to sit our starters down. But I told you guys what the formula was. We were six away from the ticker tape parade on Light Street. And and here we are. Now we're two wake we're two wake ups away from it. You guys are already planned out. Your road trip to Vegas, you got you guys are gonna be like hangover, <laughs> hangover part four, part five in Vegas out there having a ball. But we we already discussed it, guys. We we said, look, defense, 
kicking game and the run game is what gets it done in the playoffs. And everyone tries to write a hundred years of NFL history and football history and try to change things. But for years, you know, that's what it's about. This time of year, it gets, old, it gets nasty. There's a lot of film out there. You know, everybody's seen everything that you can do. And what's tried and true about football, man, is can you run the ball? Can you play excellent defense? And do you have good special teams? Now, you know, today we had a little, you know, we had a little waiver with the uh, with the special teams return. That's that's okay. I, I, I look, I, I want to throw some shots at all the Trent Simpson fans out there because if you look, it was a punter and it was Trent Simpson that missed the tackle on that return there. Mm-hmm. All right, so hey, pump your brakes, pump your brakes on the Trent on the Trent Simpson right now. Let him let him get his little let him get his get get his get his stuff underneath of him. Get get a little weight under his belt. And then, you know, then it'll be ready, you know, but uh, this is that time. And uh, you saw it, man. Uh, Munkin put the ball in Lamar's hands. 100 yards rushing from Lamar. I, I mean, I, we discussed I don't know what else to say, man. I don't know because you know I mean? we've been discussing it. Play excellent defense. I, I Look, I tagged both of you guys in it. I saw it right before I turned the TV off. The Texans never even got in the red zone offensively. So if, if you check your X, uh, it, a.k.a. Twitter, right, you see me down there at the bottom, right, a.k.a. Ch- AFC Championship Bound right there, you know what I mean? But on uh, on Twitter, man, I tagged you guys in the uh, – or, or an X, I tagged you guys with the post. They never even made it inside the red zone. And that's that's all Roquan Smith. That's, that's $100 million going to that guy. That's him. That's the Ravens actually having the best front seven in, in football right now. The best front seven in football right now with excellent play from two great safeties behind them. And it's a wrap, man. It's a wrap. We, we, hey, we might as- appreciate you, brother. We're up against it a little bit, all right? Hey, I got appreciate you, you for dropping by. We're, yeah, we're up against it. Great points, especially the red zone stuff. The red zone stuff, yeah. You, you, and he's you right. pointed you that play, out. Playoffs, you pack your defense, you pack your run game. Let's go. No doubt, no doubt. Manuel, what's up, brother? So, hey, um, going off from what Zone said, uh, even though you need run, but you need to mesh it correctly with the passing game. What the Ton Munkin did, mesh it correctly. Adjustments on the passing game. Not too long throws, intermediate, short. Let's keep it moving, mix up the runs. There we go. But Love it. another thing, and we got to remember, Ravens flock. Celebrate today. Tomorrow, locked in. Tomorrow, <laughs> locked in. You said you heard it with Lamar's interview and the dub camp. Stay locked in. Job ain't finished. Job ain't finished. Love it, brother. Thank you so much. Live from Mexico City. I like that. Celebrate it tonight. And then it's lock in yep. mode tomorrow. Lamar's probably, he ain't even celebrating tonight, probably. <laughs> Greg, what are you doing in California? Celebrating or no? Oh, yeah. I'm celebrating. <laughs> I, I got my little celebration juice going on here. There you go. <laughs> I, I, I kind of missed the score a little bit. You know, I said 38 to 9, but uh, I'm still happy wow. with the score. Okay, he, you, he, you he came out swinging. What the defense was going to do. You already knew. Yes, I did. Greg came out swinging on the pregame show. I was looking at him like he was crazy. He wasn't that far off. <laughs> <laughs>
So. Aguilar got it cranking like I thought it would, but I thought it would participate more. But um, he got it started, so I'm good. I'm happy with it. That's the thing. He got it started. He's been steady Eddie for this team, and and he's he's a great supporting cast member who's still been productive. He's certainly, when you take a look at the role that he's filled when it comes to a vet, you know, minimum type of like one year deals over the years. He's definitely the guy of that group, right? And and yeah, you you nailed it. You were like a couple points off the prediction, and you you had me that Nelly's gonna have a night. Like yes. Greg, Greg, go play the lottery. All right, yeah. <laughs> Come on, man. Appreciate we'll you see you coming on, brother. Thanks for coming no on, problem. man. I appreciate you guys. I appreciate you very much. Thanks, Absolutely. Greg. Likewise. Here's what we know. Next weekend marks the first time that Baltimore will host the AFC Championship game in 53 years. That's when the Baltimore Colts did during the 1970 season. In 1971, to be exact, in January. That's the longest gap, as Jamison Hensley noted on Twitter, for a city to host a conference championship game. January 28th, eight days from now, it's a 3 o'clock kickoff, and all we have to figure out is which opponent's going to be here. Is it going to be the Buffalo Bills, or is it going to be the Kansas City Chiefs? That's what's going on. We have a boatload of content planned this week. Robert Griffin III, who was on with us, backstage before we went live is flying somewhere right now he was on the tarmac he will be joining us at some point hopefully tomorrow so we have that to look forward to and plenty more partner plenty plenty more, plenty more. we gotta we're gonna you know what we should really well we'll talk about it we might need to go live after tomorrow night's game so we know who our our um oh yeah our, we're going uh, live. we're going live all week be. We're oh, going live. Any oh, chance we get week, this week? All week. <laughs> Any chance we get this week? No, it's it's always a partnership. We'll we'll decide. <laughs> I'm not being demanding. Um, I know I'm going to do a noon live live stream tomorrow on on my channel, and and then yeah, we'll talk about what's best for um, logistics yep. for the vault, and then we'll let you know as soon as we know. A special shout out to Pristine Auction, one of our newest sponsors for sponsoring tonight's live stream. And if you are in the memorabilia world, this is where you want to live, all right? This is where you want to live. Dive into a world where authenticity meets excitement at Pristine Auction. You can discover autographed sports memorabilia, unbeatable deals with an authenticity guarantee. Whether you're a big-time collector or just starting out, Pristine Auction is the choice for unique memorabilia across all sports. You're joining a community that values quality, service, and scoring great deals. If you use code VAULT, all this information can be found in the show notes below. If you use code VAULT, you'll get $10 off your first win at Pristine Auction. You can visit pristineauction.com, register now, and let your collection speak for itself. Special thanks to the folks there. A couple things on display right there, whether it's the Lamar custom frame jersey, Ed Reed signed Ravens photo, or some helmets. Bunch to choose from. And I'll tell you what. If he wasn't calling in from Australia, I'd say we're done. But we have one more guest that we have to get to. And because he's probably legitimately like 18 or 20 hours ahead of us right now, I think it's probably best that we bring him in, don't you? Let's do it. All right. What's up, Tyson? Thank you, guys. How are you all? Oh, you're definitely from Australia. I love it. How you doing, man? (laughs) We're going well. We're going well. We're excited. We're wrapping the Ravens. We're uh, even planning some Vegas trips. So if we get another win... I might be able to see you when you're down there. No way. Yeah. Are you serious? 100%. We get one more, we'll be there. 
Dude, I tell you what, I'm not sure where in Australia you are, but I I lived in Madrid for six months, and my direct roommate was from Melbourne. He was yeah, one of the Melbourne. most Melbourne. Okay, he's one of the most spontaneous dudes that I've ever met in my life, and well traveled dudes. But he'll he'll make these decisions on a whim, like the fact Very that you're nice. about to be like, hey, if the Ravens make it, I'm going, and I'm yeah. coming across the world. I love it, man. Good for you. Thank what you guys for listening every day. Have a good day. Thank you so much. What time is it there? Uh, it's now 1.30 in the afternoon, so not too bad. Very oh. cool. Appreciate you, Tyson. The uh, 4.30 games are much better. Normally, it's a 3 a.m. wake-up, so it's this is a much better time for us. Absolutely. Appreciate you, man. Have a great day. You too. I appreciate it. That's cool. Bobby, that really I got to cool. give you this Roquan Smith quote. Yeah. <laughs> yep. All right. We talked about this, how the Ravens held them to three points on offense where they went off on the Browns' defense last week. Some people saying Browns defense is better than Ravens. Not not anybody on this show, though. Okay. All right. Jameson Hensley says that Roquan Smith was asked about CJ Stroud throwing three TDs last week against Cleveland and being held out of the end zone by the Ravens. Roquan says, quote, we're not the Browns. We're the Baltimore Ravens at the end of the day. So whoever they play before us really don't matter. <laughs> we're not the Browns. <laughs> Oh, no, you are not. No, you are not. Oh. <laughs> you are Roquan Smith. And I saw, I pictured him pregame as I'm having my meal, getting ready for the pregame show. And I'm I'm thinking to myself, what, what would Roquan Smith be doing right now? And I kind of envisioned a guy who was sitting in a pitch black room, just like just, just, just staring at, at blackness and knowing that he was going to come in here and put his stamp on this one. And that's exactly what he did. So... <sighs> This was an awesome show. This was Great. another awesome show. You guys are the best. The The fun rolls on. We're going to be with you all week long. We'll be upfront about our plans. We'll try and get as much content in as we can, as usual. And hopefully the next time you'll hear from us, we'll have one RG3 gracing the vault. So all that and more is coming up. Special thank you to our patrons who are supporting us through Patreon this month couple of our OGs from the jump, Lauren Wonderlick and Ken Buckner. Thank you both for believing in what we're building. If you guys are interested in doing the same, you can do so by visiting patreon.com forward slash Ravens Vault Podcast. It's a great way to, to help us out. It's a great way to also get some incentive in there as well, like the $4.99 shout-out tier that Lauren and Ken are signed up for right now. If you don't want to do that, you can, do, you can obviously show love through Venmo or the YouTube Super Chat feature like so many of you did throughout this last hour plus and yeah anything else from you before we jump nope nope just to, to recap as we said this was a game of defense a game of adjustment shout out to todd munkin this was a game where lamar jackson took over he he flipped a switch uh this is a game of the running attack just overpowering the texans and it was just all-out domination that second half. The Ravens are full go. Celebrate, 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 and know that the mission is not finished. Still got more to do. Somewhere Nick Wright and Bill Polian are trying to go back to the drawing board. <laughs> what could possibly be going tweet. on? I liked your tweet. You're like, Richard Sherman's getting real creative right now. Him and a few other guys. Ha. I said, Richard Sherman's creative juices are flowing. Are flowing. There we go. <laughs> 
<laughs> yes, they All very right. much are. Yes, they very much are. Uh, there's OBJ and, and Roe pregame. Him and Harbs having a moment together. And then, like I mentioned, Jim Harbaugh, brother of John, was there with his family. So very cool. Steve Bishotti, of course, was on hand in a box looking really cold when ESPN cut to him. And if again, if you thought that today was a who's who, be on the lookout for what next week's going to entail. This is going to be some star-studded stuff. And I will be out at Be More Around Town like I was today. If it was two hours today, it's probably going to be three hours next week. Who knows? Like I, All I know, and I'll leave you with this, and I think you're on the same page, Like this is all that matters right now. Sure, I'll, I'll find time to go to the gym here and there, and I'm in the middle oh, of moving. Oh, I got to go to the gym. I'll, I'll be better as a podcaster yes. if I go to the gym every day or go nope. to the gym. No doubt. But I just – like, we are exhausting all possible resources right now. And, and we have only one thing in mind, and that is serving you guys as much as we possibly can. You can find some more content of mine on Instagram and Twitter at Bobby Baltimore. Sarah can be found, as always, at SG Ellison. And The Vault is on Twitter, at Ravens Vault, where we always have content with Roquan coming out. And maybe the next time we'll be chatting with him. We'll be in Vegas. Who knows? Thank you guys so much. Huge thank you to Pristine Auction. Go check out what they're offering. And you have some exclusive offers, being that you're a Vault or Bobby Baltimore subscriber through Pristine Auction. You can find all that information in the show notes below. So for my co-host and partner, Sarah Ellison, I'm Bobby Trossett signing off from this one. There will be an AFC championship game played in Baltimore for the first time since 1970 coming up next weekend at 3 o'clock on Sunday, January 28th, and we are going to be here for it. Let's go. Thank you, guys.